welcome to VG Empire VG Mini mm-hmm. Part Seven, Episode mm-hmm. Episode Seven. So the VG Mini is thanks to your efforts over at Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. VG mm-hmm. Empire is a look at an entire series or an entire franchise, such as Zelda or Mario or <laughs> the Secret of Mana, the whole Mana series, like things like that, where we look at an entire or Battletoads or any of the other shows that we've done. But Minis, they're about a game that maybe doesn't necessitate an entire hour's worth of discussion. Mm-hmm. And the song that brought us in is from Batman: Return of the Joker ah, yes. for Game Boy. Now, That's the last right. episode of VG Empire oh. that we did was all about Batman games, but there was so much great 8- and 16-bit Batman music, I felt this game deserved its own look for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'll explain right after I tell you I'm Brett Elson. I'm Chris yeah. Eddie's I'm Bat Henry Gilbert. Bat Henry Gilbert. So uh, the last mini, appropriate enough, was Superman for Sega Genesis. Yeah. But uh, unlike unlike Superman, Batman has tons of games with great music. Mm. Uh, Superman, it's not weird. not as fortunate. But Batman... There is no shortage. The last episode, How? again, of VG How? Empire was the NES Batman, Batman Returns. Er, well, every version of Batman maybe, Returns. Maybe Batman inspires Japanese composers more than Superman. I, I think well, a lot of it is Most also, Batman games are developed by Japanese developers. Well, again, well, they both were. Superman and, yeah. Je- and Batman Well, the games. Genesis one was, but yeah, a lot of like the Midway ones were like yeah. uh, Blizzard or whatever. The Acclaim ones for Superman were Blizzard mm-hmm. developed. But anyway... But yeah, that's it's neither after, here nor there. It's after the after this era of Batman is over. It's just Batman got more games because Batman is more popular. Batman has a movie series. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially at the time, most of these were spurred on by the eighty nine mm-hmm. and ninety two mm-hmm. Keaton Batman's anyway. So, but the reason I wanted to focus on this game specifically, Dean Kane was just a glimmer in Superman's yeah. eye. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, the music the music brought us in is the sewer level. But uh, Return of the Joker for, for Game Boy is by Manami Matsume, who did Mega Man One. Wow, so, that wonderful lady who she yeah. is, she's been writing music left, right, and center in the yeah. past like five years. She, yeah, I mean, she's been working a lot the past few years on things like Mighty Number no. Nine, but also with Brave Wave, who I work with them uh, as well, put, helping them put stuff together and working on their podcast. But she's signed to Brave Wave to create new music wow. and help them with you know, those remixes. Yeah. Has, has has always been like doing stuff this whole time, but in the last few years got uh, back in the spotlight, but. This is one of those things where Batman Returns for Game or for NES had music from Takashi Tateishi, who did Mega Man Two, and wow. so now here they cross paths, and now they're now the Mega Man One composer is working on the Return of the Joker the game. game. It's just really <laughs> bizarre uh, how all this this crisscrossing uh, stuff because he's composer, it ironic. Because these, com- these composers would bounce around, like, oh, they'll work at Capcom for a, a, mm-hmm. a little bit, then they'll work for Konami, then they'll work for Square, then they'll go independent, and they kind of shuffle around a lot. But uh, the game itself, you know, it's another left-right jump-and-punch-as-Batman game. But unlike that first Game Boy one, the the sprite in that first Game Boy game was super tiny mm-hmm. and really piddly-looking. and It, it was not a, dumb. It was, yeah, it was not an exciting... Even back then, I was kind of like, this looks kind of lame. You look like Scrapyard Dog with a Batman costume on. That is this dumb reference. <laughs> I apologize, but that's... Well, I don't even understand. I mean, the earlier the Game Boy game, the more simplified the... Uh, sprite of the main character. Well, the sprite yeah. looks like a kid in a Batman costume, whereas the next Batman game, you, it's yeah, a guy was, with a yeah. heft and a, and a chest. And it was it, it, <laughs> it's equivalent to the NES version, where the NES Return of the Joker was marketed, like we mentioned in the last episode, was definitely positioned as you don't need a 16-bit console to get this kind of performance. Look at uh, us. Yes. Um, so you have a Game Boy game that similarly got uh, the benefits of more technology, like more under- better understanding of the Game Boy hardware. So the sprites mm-hmm. more detailed, the backgrounds are more detailed. 
And the music is every bit as good as the Game Boy game that preceded it. Because at least the music is a thing where it was good from the beginning on that 89 game Boy, 1990 Game Boy game. We'll do three songs really quick. Again, Manami Matsume, who like never really stopped working for what it's worth. There was a bit okay. of a gap in the 2000s, but like she just kind of fell off, I think, a lot of our radars because it was stuff like... Oh, she did stuff for Sanrio Cup and Derby Stallion and like uh, soaking in those video game music residual checks. Yeah, uh, nah. Jade Cocoon Two was part of that for, but that even that's O one. And then Mega Man Ten, she was part of the. Well, Mega Man Ten itself is this bombardment of uh, classic composers coming back. Shovel Knight. Um, yeah, she was in Shovel Knight uh, with Jay Kaufman. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine when it finally yeah. decides to come out. Maybe that's uh, when someday. I forgot about that game. It's uh, uh, still perpetually about to be released. It so. technically will exist soon, but uh, yeah, the uh, I guess maybe you know this is very ethnocentric of me that I didn't notice that she had come back until it started being advertised. Like, hey, we got her to make a song for us on a Kickstarter. Yeah, you know? I mean, there were bigger gaps in the early two thousands where she would just not write music for long periods of time. But at least that we knew of. Yeah, there's never. Well, there are gaps still because there's like 02 to 06 not a mm. lot and then 07 to 2010 not a lot but even in between then it's like mostly japan stuff a lot of derby stallion okay <laughs> good old derby stallion um, but we'll do three songs really quick uh these are all great as you might suspect um but again it's another one of those cases where the game boy the rich sound out of this machine that couldn't look more primitive today <laughs> these crude unbacklit black and white well green and black uh pea soup <laughs> Sprites that yeah. are that are ugly even then. It was like this is you really can't build a television without a big tube. Yeah, this even back then I was like this is really hard to play, yeah. and I'm like ten and should not be this discerning. And even I know this is that, difficult. That, you, that kids will never know the light peripheral. Yeah, which for for about ten years you needed for all portable yeah, systems. Because even GBA, at least by 03 with the SP, it was like okay, it's finally backlit. They gave up mm. on that idea that it shouldn't. Yeah. It saves the battery. Like. You know what we'd rather have? A backlight. It's an screen. internal memo in Nintendo, like, leave the backlighting to Mad Cats. Yes. We'll, we'll handle the games. Well, and you think need about a worm light. Think about this, too. Having a rechargeable battery that instead too. of tr- having to switch out double A's. Yeah. Because d- d- my Sega Nomad was backlit. Uh, six double A batteries that last 30 minutes. It's yep. a, it is a, a gas guzzler. I couldn't, like, okay. just, Dad, stop at the gas station. Yeah. I ran out of battery <laughs> again. Maybe if you hit your head enough times, you'll that squirrel will be in color, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, part of the back the real console war, not yeah. this, not these fake console wars where everything's multi platform. Yeah, you kids yeah. today, you don't twenty people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, three songs from Return of the Joker for Game Boy uh, versus the boss, which is a boss music, obviously. But this to me almost has a musical feeling. Mm. I feel like there's a almost a call and response. You mean like Broadway? Yes, musical? yeah, yeah, like like, like two gangs like singing at each other and then <laughs> Batman. Batman. I'm um, the Joker. Yes, it, I get this call and response <laughs> thing where, like, one side would say this and the other side would say no. Um, and after that is the train, which is a, just a great driving tune, f- great music for a video game train. Uh, I can hear Mega Man trying to bust out of this. You can hear like, uh, oh, you, she worked on Mega Man One. I can kind of tell that here. But uh, this is the boss music and the train music. <laughs>
I really get a Mega Man 10 vibe from that one. Uh, it's just fun oh, hearing, yeah. hearing that, that music, like, I don't know, both... But it feels both new and old at the same time, yet from a game I've never played. Yeah. It's the strangest feeling. From 36 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that kind of sounds... 26, 26 years. It sounds like they've moved beyond beats and melodies and are trying to approximate lyrics, almost, yeah. like with uh, a lot of the music. Yeah. it's. Uh, I love that sound, and... Uh, yeah. And I mean, in that way, it feels kind of like Anamanaguchi, too, where that yeah, also see that. feels like Who it. just stealth-released a game that they've been working on with it. That was also a soundtrack that they wrote, and yeah, I need to dig into that some more. I meant yeah. to... At the time it's of this like recording, I had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, at the time of this recording, Brett, I just read that Brainwave or a little bit of that Brainwave interview with the uh, with the composer of Mega Man Two, right? Brave Wave, and yeah. the uh, it like made me feel good and bad at the same time because oh, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. just like, no one I work with has ever heard of this, and I figured no one has ever heard of me writing for <laughs> yeah. a video game. And, and there's that documentary out called Searching for Sugar Man about a composer who is celebrated yeah, yeah. in a corner of the world and doesn't and is living in obscurity, not knowing this. That's every video game music composer. Check out on iTunes. It's yeah. called Wavelength. Is the name of the Brave Wave podcast I do with mm-hmm. Muhammad Tyre, who's like conducted this interview with uh, Takashi Tateishi a year ago. And in the interview, which you can read on uh, Brave Wave, the site itself, BraveWave.net, and you, it's a thorough, maybe the most thorough interview with Mega Man 2 composer there's ever been. Mm-hmm. And in it, he does say, like, yeah, you're the first person who really, like, <laughs> like really approached me and wanted to talk about this music. Because within Japan, you know, I worked at Konami for years, and no one was ever like, oh, that's what you did? That's awesome. They're just yeah. like, what? On my 10-year yeah. anniversary, they bought me a light. Yeah. Or, and, or you know, he just didn't even, like, so flaunt that, it because he yeah. had this impression that it's just like, oh, I guess I did a good job, but that's over. Nobody really that's cares. That's in the past, you know? and no one remembers. And yeah. so, yeah, for him to... I, I it, the feel good part was him reflecting on yeah. being told how inspirational that that soundtrack in particular has yeah. been to so many yeah. American songwriters. And speaking of it influencing things, uh, this is the stage select music for Return of the Joker, the game that Manami Matsume did. This so you're picking the stage in Batman. Aha! Uh-huh. That's I mean, this is uh, directly Mega wow. Man too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That doesn't seem legal. But it's one of those things where, like, who's gonna, yeah, yeah who's gonna come after who? Like, and which which note is the one in violation? <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, you can compare this. I want a clip of Vanilla Ice from behind the music. It's not the same. Oh yes, it's not this the same. Is, uh, but so you can compare that to. Yeah. Bubble Man. Bubble. Pick, pick Bubble Man. <laughs> Do it. Uh, but yeah, that, I always thought that, and that's I, been pointed out elsewhere before. Yeah, but that's, I guess yeah, I guess Batman's was a little more like organy or like sounding it's, like there, there's fewer lit. There's like a, a droning noise that's missing from it. I feel, but and it went down when the other one went up. It's <sighs> ding 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 ding. ding. It's not the same. It's not the same. Dun 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 dun. Um, we'll do two more songs. Return of the Joker, uh, Game Boy, Limestone Caverns, which is uh, has it does a good job of approximating that like stalactite water dripping. Effect, but again, on 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 hardware that could probably barely contain <laughs> yes. the information on a calculator. A Game it's Boy like is really so simple. It yeah. is such a simple machine. And, the but, original one, but yeah. Especially. But what they're able to like pull out of it, and the sound capabilities, especially, like it's very cool. Uh, Limestone Caverns, and then versus the Joker, uh, which is almost 
the Mortal Kombat Immortals theme. Uh, oh boy. Or like a two unlimited style Chinese Ninja Warrior. Early <laughs> early two thousands, like two unlimited or not quite, not quite real McCoy, because that, that's more pop yeah. radio. But this is that like but this this is Limestone Caverns and versus the Joker. Melodic for the final showdown with Joker. It's just yeah. very pleasant. It's not intense enough, but I, I wonder they couldn't make it complex enough. I perhaps, guess it has but... a surreal vibe to it. That's yeah. kind of like, oh, the final battle with I'm gonna guess a arachnid Joker. I bet just... he's in a robot. Yeah, <laughs> robot um, sounds about right. Yeah, um, it's funny that that is also the ending to Arkham Asylum, where <laughs> it's it's the same way of thinking of well, he can't just punch the Joker. He needs yeah. to be a giant Joker. Yes, what if he was six times the size of the Hulk? <laughs> um, but that limestone one, again, it, you mentioned a Castlevania, and it does really have, like to me, like a Castlevania 3 vibe of 
slightly well, both on a technical level where it sounds not VRC six, but like more advanced than an NES could do. Mm-hmm. But then you know more invocative of cast- creepy, spooky things than a Batman thing, mm-hmm. which Batman music is never really. I would never put creepy in there because you are the creepy one. You're the one supposed to be spooping the the bad guys, not the other way around. Though it starts to get a little spooky, yeah, definitely that that one, and more in the Castlevania way. But yeah, you you shouldn't feel Batman wouldn't feel scared, so you shouldn't feel yeah. scared. Uh, and I would give a shout out so that we played this versus the Joker. The versus the Joker, I think it was the Sega Genesis Batman game from last episode. Is one of my favorite songs we played so far this year because I mentioned like it's like writing the right side of the piano and like the the digital bell tolling sound effect that was in there. Yeah, and that that is like a climactic bat like insane boss battle feel. When this is almost oh, this is like the Mega Man Five boss battle music it's like a credit roll. Mm. Mm. I, I get like that the door goes up in Mega Man and then and then here comes just a run of the mill. Ba- battle sound versus like because yeah the the regular boss music here sounds more like all right get ready final battle yeah and then this is like after this but i mean this still sounds like too unlimited to me Woo. Yeah. yeah but once it gets started it's kind of like oh i just see like gravity man like moving around or galaxy man from 10 <laughs> or 9 i should say just kind of like moving around the screen doing a pattern no up the back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just isn't intense enough for yeah. a final boss. It's still very yeah. good, but uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the show. That's what the minis are for—is to uh, highlight a game that I didn't have, didn't have time to really sandwich this in with the rest of the Batman stuff because the episode would have gone long, mm-hmm. and we were already kind of pressed for time while we were recording because we record so many shows these uh-huh. days, uh-huh. such as Thirty Twenty Ten, our look back at what happened this week. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. So 86, 96, and 06. Uh, game Apocalypse for you video game fans, of which I am not. Uh, because, But I do like Simpsons and Laser Time, so listen to those. Yeah, yeah. Talking Simpsons. Talking. The uh, Just a podcast <laughs> called Simpsons. Just watch The Simpsons. If only we could call that. No, Talking Simpsons, the episode-by-episode exploration of every single episode of The Simpsons into Season 3 now. Give it a listen, folks, with no. Bob Mackey of Retronauts fame. And you have a comic book show. Oh, yeah, sure. And Cape Crisis, the comic book show. Well, duh, of course, if you like Batman, (laughs) Cape Crisis is the podcast for you because I say so many nice things, especially about current Batman films. I'm just so uh, positive about uh, them. uh, Current Batman, Superman movies aside, there's a rich history for Batman and Superman that occasionally Mm -hmm. comes up on that show. And you could also see the video versions of those histories on the superhero spotlights, which you'll find on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash laser time network. And taking us out uh, of this look at Return of the Joker for Game Boy is the ending, uh, which is very, fittingly enough, dreamlike, peaceful, uh, which I don't recall many of the other Batman games that we've covered in the prior episode. I don't feel like many of them ever went for this sound, mm-hmm. which is much more of a, like a Mega Man 2 or 3 ending. Like, like closure, just yeah, like a signal clo- at the sky and yeah, thanks for like, playing. Thanks for playing, this yeah. is over now. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas even Batman the NES... Uh, with Noki Kodaka, it was much more, I don't know, ominous almost with hmm. its ending. And uh, that's what took us out of that episode, actually. It's one of my favorite credit songs of all time in the NES. Like, I love the ending really? of credits yeah. of Batman NES. Uh, but thanks for listening again. You can listen more at VGEmpire.com, VGEmpire on iTunes. Please comment on the site. Let me know what you think of the songs we chose. If you have suggestions from other, like if we, I know it's hard for this because it's almost every song from the game. But uh, sure, I, I read all the comments on the site, so those are much appreciated. Rate and review on iTunes, all that stuff helps. Uh, but taking us out again, Manami Matsume, Return of the Joker, Game Boy. <laughs>